you who are online, thank you for deciding to take part in our online worship service. I also want to invite you to join us on site when you have the opportunity to do so. We'd love to connect with you in person. Excuse me. Something occurred to me this week that scared me. Well, scared is the right word. Startled. Uh, something I, I'm not quite ready for. We're going to be celebrating Christmas soon. Next Sunday is the first Sunday of Advent. That's There are four Sundays before Christmas. And next Sunday is the first of those four Sundays. Um, you know, and so there's all the familiar stories and songs about angels and shepherds and Mary and Joseph and, and the baby Jesus and, and the fun stories about uh, reindeer and Santas and, and uh, presents and decorations and trees and treats. And, and it's been fun watching all the people argue about when is it right to put up the tree and when is it really possible to start listening to Christmas music. Is it really legal to have Christmas music playing before Halloween? According to what I can see, you know, the, if you got a record on the shelf, you can play the thing whenever you want. I, that's what I think. If you don't want to play it, then don't play it then. I, you know, it's okay. A lot of the churches, uh, branches of the church are going to be uh, preparing for, for Christmas by celebrating the Advent, as I mentioned. Uh, it's both an honor uh, in, in preparing for Jesus' birth, to celebrate his birth, but it's also a time of, of preparing for his return, his eventual return. And uh, he came, as we recall, the first time he came with a mission to... Uh, Changed the course of history. He ended his life. His life ended on a cross outside Jerusalem. It was finished then, but his life was finished. But he wasn't done. And he, as we have looked, he did far more for us on the cross than we may ever comprehend. It looked like a defeat, an overwhelming defeat. And it was a defeat, but it wasn't a defeat for Jesus. We followed him from his tortured prayer in the Garden of Gethsemane on Thursday uh, evening, late Thursday evening, and we've uh, gone to the cross and we've seen uh, him buried. And uh, today I invite you to join me at his tomb with the ladies. Come and see the place where he was buried. I know, you already know this. Many of you already know this. He's not there. Matthew chapter 28. We're going to look at verses 1 to 10, and then we're going to jump to verses 16 to 20. Matthew 28, verses 1 to 10, and then 16 to 20. After the Sabbath, at dawn on the first day of the week, just to get that into our hearts and minds and on our calendars, that's Sunday morning. First day of the week, Sunday morning. Mary Magdalene and the other Mary went to look at the tomb. 
there was a violent earthquake. For an angel of the Lord came down from heaven and going to the tomb, rolled back the stone and sat on it. His appearance was like lightning and his clothes were white as snow. The guards were so afraid of him that they shook and became like dead men. The angel said to the women, don't be afraid for I know that you are looking for Jesus who was crucified. He's not here. He is risen, just as he said. Come and see the place where he lay. Then go quickly and tell his disciples, he has risen from the dead and he is going ahead of you into Galilee. There you will see him. Now I've told you. So the women hurried away from the tomb, afraid yet filled with joy. Now, by the way, just want you to pause for a moment. There are two responses. One single response uh, to this angel showing up. Both the guards and the women were afraid. The guards were afraid and passed out. The women were afraid and filled with joy. The angel had told them that they were to give. And suddenly Jesus met them. Greetings, he said. They came to him, clasped his feet, and worshipped him. Then Jesus said to them, Do not be afraid. Go and tell my brothers to go to Galilee. There they will see me. Now we're going to drop down to verse 16. Then the eleven disciples went to Galilee, to the mountain where Jesus had told them to go. When they saw him, they worshipped him, but some doubted. I want to pause for just a minute. There are two things we need to remember about the people we are talking about. These were Jewish people. They only worshipped the God of Abraham, Isaac, and Jacob. They would die before worshipping anyone else. In that day, in the Roman Empire, the Caesars demanded as a way of saying that you were going to be a good, loyal, non-rebellious citizen or person under the control of the Roman Empire, you had to say Caesar is Lord, unless you were Jewish. Because they got tired of killing them. Because the Jewish people refused to say Caesar is Lord. We will worship no one except the God of Abraham, Isaac, and Jacob. And have you seen something in these last couple of verses? <clears throat> when the women saw Jesus, they clasped his feet and they worshipped him. <clears throat> and when his disciples met Jesus on the mountain, even though they had doubts, they still worshipped him. Jesus came to them and said, All authority in heaven and on earth has been given to me. Therefore, go and make disciples of all nations, baptizing them in the name of the Father and of the Son and of the Holy Spirit, teaching them to obey everything I have commanded you. And surely I am with you always to the very end of the age. Well, I'm going to give you the, 
Well, the three sermons. Sermon may be shorter than it was supposed to be. No, it's coming back. There we go. <laughs> we have three sentences to remember about Jesus based on these verses. First of all, Jesus lives forever, He lives with us. I will never leave you. And Jesus rules over heaven and earth. I'm going to do something that I like nearly never do. I'm going to share somebody else's sermon. In fact, you can I, I could uh, you could count up the number of times in 40 years of being a pastor and a preacher that I have shared somebody else's sermon um, on one hand and have fingers left over. Uh, this sermon is the earliest sermon we have. Recorded outside of the Bible. Um, it was uh, originally written and preached by Melito of Sardis, the Bishop of Sardis, in about uh, 167. Mm. So if they had copyright laws, they're gone. Mm. Um, And there's a pretty good chance you didn't hear it on the radio this week. <laughs> Why are you going to do that, Mark? I'm going to do this because this ancient sermon about King Jesus says it better than anything I could have done. And so if, if there are times when you just don't need to redo something that's already been done. Just don't fix it if it ain't broke. And somebody told me that a long, long time ago. A wise man named Al Thorson. It ain't broke, don't fix it. It ain't broke, so I'm not fixing it. I'm just going to share it with you. So here it goes. Talking about Jesus. This is the one who comes from heaven onto earth for us suffering ones and wraps himself in the suffering one through the womb, virgin womb and comes as a human. He accepted the suffering of us suffering ones through the suffering in a body that could suffer and set free the flesh from suffering by suffering. He slayed the human slayer, death. King Jesus is the one led like a lamb and slaughtered like a sheep. He ransomed us from the worship of the world and he set us free from the slavery of the devil and sealed our souls with his own spirit and the members of our body with his blood. This is the one who covered death in shame, made the devil grieve. This is the one who struck down lawlessness and made injustice childless. This is the one who delivered us from slavery to freedom, from darkness to light, from death to life from tyranny into an eternal kingdom and made us a new priesthood and an everlasting people for himself. <clears throat> King Jesus is the Lamb of God sacrificed for our salvation. Mm. This is the one who 
in many people endured many things. This is the one who was murdered in Abel, tied up in Isaac, exiled in Jacob, sold in Joseph, exposed in Moses, slaughtered in the Lamb, hunted down in David, dishonored in the prophets. This is the one made flesh in a virgin, who was hanged on a tree, who was buried in the earth, who was raised from the dead, who was exalted to the heights of heaven. Jesus is the lamb slain. This is the speechless lamb. This is the one born of Mary. This is the one taken from the flock and led to slaughter, who was sacrificed in the evening and buried at night, whose bones were not broken on the tree and who did not decay in the tomb, who rose from the dead and resurrected humankind from the grave below. O oh, mystifying murder, O oh, mystifying injustice, the Lord's body was naked and exposed with no veil to shield him from view. For this reason, sun and moon turned away as the day was turned to darkness to hide the one denuded on the tree. And for when people did not tremble, the earth shook. When people did not fear, the heavens were afraid. But at dawn on Resurrection Sunday, Jesus' buried body began to breathe because the tomb could not hold our king. It is I, says King Jesus, I am he who destroys death and triumphs over the enemy and crushes the grave and binds the strong man and bears humanity off to the heavenly heights. It is I, says our king. So come, all families of people poisoned with sin, and receive forgiveness of sins. For I am your freedom. I am your Passover of salvation. I am the lamb slaughtered for you. I am your ransom. I am your life. I am your light. I am your salvation. I am your resurrection. I am your king. I shall raise you up by my right hand. I will lead you to the heights of heaven. There, I shall introduce you to the everlasting Father. King Jesus made the heaven and the earth and formed humanity in the beginning. He was proclaimed through the law and the prophets. He took flesh from a virgin. He hung on a tree. He was buried in the earth. He was raised from the dead and ascended to the heights of heaven. Jesus sits at the right hand of God Almighty, and Jesus has the power to save all things. Through him, God acts from the beginning, now, and forever. Jesus is the Alpha and Omega. King Jesus is the beginning and the end. He is the Christ. He is the King of kings. He is the commander of heaven's armies. He is the Lord of Lords. He is the first to rise from the dead. Jesus sits at the right hand of the majesty on high. To him be the glory and the might forever and ever. Amen. Let's pray. Dear Jesus, you are the King of the Lord of Lords and the King of Kings. 
We welcome your kingdom to reign forever in our hearts and in this world. King Jesus, you are the inescapable one. We cannot break away from your persistent pursuit. Your love overwhelms us, and we welcome it. We succumb to your holy love. You set us free to take us as we are and make us into all that you created us to be. Lord, thank you for being a different kind of king. The kings and the leaders that we know often are bent on control and domination. But you're a king bent on service and humility and care. Service. Sacrifice. Thank you for your goodness and your kindness in our lives. Thank you for your grace. Thank you for loving us. Thank you, King Jesus. Amen. I want to worship him. And I want you to help me because otherwise it's going to be sad. We are in his presence and that makes this a holy place. This is holy ground for the Lord is present and where he is is holy.
invites us to join him on his mission to change this world. He is in the process of restoring it and recreating it and making it what God intended it to be in the first place. So, stay alert, stand firm in your trust in Jesus, show courage and be strong. This is not a faint-hearted mission, this is a mission to 
calls for us to take courage and be strong. Give it all you've got and love everyone you meet without stopping. A huge door of opportunity has opened to us in this community, in this community where we live and beyond. Let's be honest, there may also be some opposition. You're set to make a difference, to make the most of this opportunity, but you are not sent alone. Go with King Jesus in the power of the Holy Spirit and turn things right side up. Go. Cool.